Oh, wait, I forgot to clap. Let's do that again. Okay. Welcome to the React Native Nerds Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm John. Join us as we dive into topics you need to know about to become a better developer. Hey, nerds, welcome to episode number 24. This week, uh, we're going to mix it up a little bit and we're going to talk about really cool packages. Um, But first, let me introduce our host of all time. Every single episode, <laughs> Spencer Carley. How are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing really good, too. Awesome. Yeah, it, it's been a, a good week, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Back down in Georgia? Yeah, I'm back down in Georgia. Um, yep. And uh, I'll be here until, I guess, like the 15th of next month, and then I'll go back up to Pennsylvania. Okay. But yeah, So are you going to uh, do that like every month you, you travel back up to the main office? Yeah, I'm planning on it. Yep. Cool. Okay. And uh, I mean, truth be told, I still have some stuff in my friend's garage. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a I had I had my truck loaded, man. I mean, Beverly Hillbillies, um, <laughs> just ratchet strapped down. And I mean, nothing moved. I didn't lose anything. It was really amazing. And, you know, we tried just getting everything on there. And um, it was going to be $595 for a U-Haul trailer one Oof. way. And I thought, man, I mean, you know, my buddy didn't ask for it, but I'd give him 300 bucks just to leave it all there, you know, for another month. So um, it just ended up to work out, you know, that way. So I'll hopefully clear out his, uh, his garage when I go back up. Um, I did sell the Spitfire. Oh, did you? I I did. Yes. Yes. So I met the guy while I was up there and um, it's a British guy. Ironically, because it's a British car. And uh, yeah, he's, he sounded like Pierce Brosnan. He looked, he looked like Pierce Brosnan and um, I had a little bit of a boy crush on him. (laughs) So anyway, I mean, mostly because he has my car, my old car now. So I told him he had to send me pictures. That was the only cat. That was the only caveat. And then his wife was all about setting up an Instagram account for the car. Oh, um, so right. I haven't seen any messages come through about that, but that'd be pretty cool if they, if they do create an Instagram account for this car, I'll follow that. Yeah, for and sure. And see, you know, everything that they go through. So this week I had a really, really amazing demo. Um, while I was in Pennsylvania, it ended up being a really good week for me to be there because I worked constantly while I was up there and prepped for this demo and just, it was amazing. It went so well. I was super worried about it, but um, things are progressing with that company. So I think we have another one coming up in another week or so to the higher ups, right? people that hold the purse strings, but the group that we demoed to wants our stuff really, really bad. So that's cool. Nice. Yeah. So um, I have a note in here about chimney cleaning and why it is important. So we're going to do a PSA. For anybody that has a chimney, not only is it important to keep it clean because Santa's coming, but I feel like uh, you have a story. Yeah, yeah. So I live in Middle Tennessee, and I guess backstory: outside of software development, outside of podcasting, I like to spend some free time uh, as a volunteer firefighter. And this past week, we got into kind of the first spell of decently cold and cold enough for long enough where starts to drop into the low 60s, high 50s in your house. Okay, I'll, I'll give in. I'll turn on the heat, Stephanie. I'll, I'll do it. Everyone else has kind <laughs> oh, no, of had that this same... This just got personal. 
<laughs> I thought yeah. this was okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, so so we do we need we to don't have a, a fire a chimney here, but um, okay. everyone else okay. started to have that same thought process of all right, it's time to turn the heat on. A lot of the homes around here are older, um, with chimneys, wood fire heating, and in the last two days, so we're recording this on a Thursday, on Monday, and on Wednesday evening. So yesterday, we've had two structure fires due to dirty chimneys. So if you oh have a gosh. chimney, be sure to periodically clean that out uh, because those can those can start fires. Fortunately, nothing bad happened uh, in terms of like a house fire. They were the best scenario possible. Not too much damage beyond the chimney, but if you have a chimney, make sure you get that, get that cleaned occasionally. Yeah, no doubt. We had a chimney in the house that we just sold. We never had it cleaned until we sold it and, mm. and the buyers <laughs> wanted it cleaned and inspected, which was honorable. Okay. So we did, we did that. And you know, the guy, the guy is sitting there and I was actually really disappointed because I was expecting this guy to climb up on the roof, kind of like Dick Van Dyke with <laughs> a big chimney, chimney brush and dance around while he was and sing while he was cleaning out my chimney. And uh, he basically sat in my living room with a shop vac hose in the the fireplacey area and this huge brush hooked into the end of this big drill and okay. he would just he would with one i don't know what i'm trying to say one rod he would have this brush and he would go up and down and then add another rod and go up and down and another rod and go up and down so he did it all while sitting in my living room <laughs> with the shop vac going and the shop vac was just like sort of grabbing dust the actual creosote sort of landed in a pile. And when he was done, he was like, so that's everything I got out. And there wasn't a whole lot there. I was super impressed. And okay. I came clean with him too. And he was like, oh, wow, well, that's not really smart to do. Um, <laughs> but you must burn it really hot. And I was like, I guess so. And we burn it constantly. So, you know, I don't know. So, okay. I mean, I know we were lucky because I've heard... I've heard about chimney fires and stuff. So when that happens, is there just like this huge flame that just shoots out the top of the chimney because it has nowhere else to go or like what happens? So that can happen or basically like it can get so clogged that that heat and smoke starts to come back out the bottom of it and then fill Ooh, your house okay. and that kind of stuff. Um, the other issue is like as it goes up through your attic or something, that heat can kind of disperse or if there's too much heat coming out of the exhaust at the top, then that can kind of spread into the rafters and catch that on fire so it typically turns into like an attic fire which you know hmm. you've got to go up there to try and situate all of that oh wow yeah so there you go people clean your chimneys clean your chimneys that's right santa will love you <laughs> more christmas <Yeah>. gifts <laughs> that's right and it won't be a new house because you burned the other one down right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, outside of that, this week, I actually this morning, I just went ahead and published a new class on React Native School uh, on how to build a chat app or add the chat functionality to a React Native app using Firebase and a package called React Native Gifted Chat, which actually builds the entire chat UI for you. So it's a fun thing. Uh, it's a good opportunity Ooh. to learn how to work with native dependencies that tend to be a little heavier, like Firebase. And then also just to use as much of the Node ecosystem as possible to go ahead and build a UI 
very, very quickly. I mean, it's, it's crazy easy how quickly you build a chat UI that looks just like iOS messaging and it's like four lines of code. So that was, that's, it's pretty fun. I, I'm looking at it right now. I just uh, pulled it up. That looks pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Anything cool. else in your week of note? Remember how you, you were ready to give up computers for woodworking? Oh, yeah. Because it, sm- it smelled nice, I think you said. <laughs> Which <laughs> That's just right. made me chuckle. It still makes me laugh. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not giving up computers. I'm not quitting my day job or anything like that. But I have potentially an opportunity to ramp up my home brewing. And actually, oh, you do home brewing? I, oh, yeah, I do, do, yeah. Um, I've been doing it, I want to say, five or six years. Okay, um, nice. And I just do it for myself. I do these five-gallon kits. I have a kegerator, and I've gotten into hard cider, you know, from my wife because she doesn't really like the craft brew stuff. Okay. And I refuse to make, like, a Bud Light or something. <laughs> so now that we have this bed and breakfast, um, I was thinking about ramping it up a little bit just to offer, you know, if we have events, we have a beer wine license so we could sell, you know, mm. my brew then as part of, you know, the evening's entertainment. It'll just be on tap along with a Miller Lite or whatever they drink, you know, down here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and then in talking with a couple people, there's actually a lot of people that are interested in purchasing that craft beer mm. because there's no breweries down here in this area. It's like I think the closest one is maybe two hours away. It's actually really interesting and an inter- interesting opportunity. So um, I was just kind of doing some research and whatever, Um so I have a lot of gears spinning in my head on like how much I want to ramp up and if I could actually do it, you know, part time and still keep my current job because I love, love, love my current job. So I'm not, right. I'm not quitting it. But yeah, so it's interesting. So more on that as uh, things progress and I figure more things out. It might be too expensive to do. It might not be worth my time. I don't know yet. I'm still toying around with that. But I think uh, worst case. I'll have some better equipment just to brew for the bed and breakfast. Right. Yeah. So that's a business expense at that that point as well. You can write it off, right? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. What's your favorite style of beer? It's really funny. So before I started brewing, I was a Coors Light lover. Like that's what I would drink, light beer. And anything not light beer, I was like, this tastes like crap. And (laughs) now I love IPAs. All right. So you're Um, a hophead. I'm not a... I'm not a beer snob. I will drink anything. I'll drink Coors Light. I'll drink Miller Light, you know, whatever. Um, but I also really like stouts, you know, really thick sort of stuff. And I had um, a chocolate milk stout the other day. And I know that sounds terrible, like chocolate milk beer. Um, but it was just so rich. Oh, man. It was really, really good. Nice. So I think... Um, yeah, I'm probably going to do like three different styles. I'll do, you know, an IPA, probably a stout, and then, um, you know, or a porter, you know, a darker beer, and then just a, a, a vanilla kind of wheat beer, you know, that isn't hoppy at all. So that's sort of the plan, man. Good stuff. Yeah, we'll have to yeah. we'll have to have a recurring... React Native Brewing. Right, yeah, exactly. We'll have to re- <laughs> have a recurring segment on... Uh, what, what beer John is up <laughs> That's to. That's right. Everybody, all the listeners are like, unsubscribe. <laughs> unsubscribe. <laughs> Not what we're here for. First it was a freaking house. Now it's his freaking beer. Like, can't we talk mobile <laughs> shit? <laughs> uh, I guess we'll give them what they want. 
All right, fine. We're going to talk some mobile stuff now. Yeah, let's talk some mobile stuff. And today's episode is, we never said what it is. What is today's episode, Spencer? Yeah, today we're just going to be talking about kind of our, some of the cool packages we've seen this month or different articles or tutorials, just kind of general, a potluck of React Native stuff we've seen out in the wild over this last month, Uh, talking about why we like it and why it's, why we're talking about it. Um, Everything that I'm going to cover, I actually used. There are a good handful of things that I tried this week that failed miserably because either (laughs) it sounded really cool and um, it hadn't been updated in five years. So it was like React Native 4.0.4.1 or something. I forget what it was. Like super old React Native. So it just blew chunks when I tried to do anything. (laughs) And it just had, I literally spun one up and I got an error. Cannot find iPhone 6 simulator. And I was like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, it's it, it, and I did spend some time trying to finesse these things because there's just one. And I mean, I'll, I'll talk about it. I don't think it's on our list. Well, it's not on our list. I know that. Um, but it's called Drink Up. And it's just a GitHub repo. It says it's just for Android only. And I was, you know, cocky me. It was like, oh, come on. How hard can it be to get on iOS? And I think it has to do with some of the uh, animation stuff he has going on. But it's a drinking okay. game app. It's just a shell. Basically, these questions or challenges come up on the screen, and it's kind of neat UI-looking thing. And um, then, you know, you're supposed to, to drink if you can't do the challenge or whatever. I mean, there's some rules and stuff. And I was like, oh, this would be a really cool app, and then you can extend it with your own challenges and questions and stuff. But I could not get that little SOB to run at all. <laughs> so anyway, uh, why don't you start with, with some stuff that you know works? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Unlike John, I don't think I've tried anything I'm going to talk about today, but there are things that piqued my interest. Uh, so first off, something that I'm interested in is the it's a package called React Native Bottom Sheet, and I think it's been around for a while, but they just released a new version of it. And it's a it's a way to have basically like a sheet at the bottom of your app that you can have there static or you could pull up above the content of your screen. So something like on Google Maps for iOS, I'm not sure if it's the same on Android, but there's an explore feature where it's down at the bottom. It kind of just shows you some things around you. Uh, you can slide that up. It'll overlay the, the map itself, and you can go into more detail. If I remember correctly, the GitHub app also does something like this where you've got, oh, maybe not, but basically have a little sheet down at the bottom. You can pull that up, work within the app in the normal app flow, and then you have this sheet that comes up and you know, I've tried doing things like this with React Navigation and uh, different modal screens, but it never quite worked the same because the sheet would then basically disable everything behind it as mm-hmm. it was being rendered. So this React Native bottom sheet basically, from what I can understand, alleviates that issue. You can still have a functional basically background app, and then you can also have that sheet over top. So it's a pretty cool feature, and um, I think it's it's a complex animation to do, by writing it yourself, and this seems like a really well-thought-out, well-documented package to accomplish that sort of UI. I want to say Apple Maps uses this. Okay. Because you can slide the bottom bar over the map, and then there's some buttons, and you can tap, and then you can see all of your directions, which actually slides all the way up to be a, a full-on modal over your screen. But I think it's, I think it, that's what it is, the bottom sheet. Yeah. yeah, I haven't used that, but it's it's pretty cool. And 
in my conference app, I rolled my own horrible one. <laughs> and, you know, you would tap for details and it would slide up and it was just, it was, it worked. But, you know, then I had a close button because I couldn't get the swipe down animation to work right. And that's all baked into this thing. Right. Yeah. That's one of those things. It's like, it's a relatively simple looking thing, but when you actually try to implement it, there's so many edge cases and different interactions that just are so natural. You don't even think about that they're there. And yeah, this handles it all. And what's really cool is it uses reanimated to actually implement these, which means it's going to be really, really performant in your app. And it'll work on Expo or React Native CLI app. That's our life though, right? I mean, everything, oh yeah, that's easy to do. And then you get into it and you're like, oh. What yeah. did I commit to? Right. And then you just start the project and you're like, I'm exhausted already. Yeah. I know. Can I Google and find a package that'll do this for me? Yeah. And you end up with a Lego brick app of, you know, 20 different packages. You don't know how anything works. You just sort of stitch them together with some duct tape and bubble gum. Oh, yeah. Just that house of cards. It's just waiting for you to upgrade that one package and nothing ever <laughs> works the same way again. Yep. That's why you don't upgrade, man. <laughs> Never. Do as we say, not as we do. That's right. Yeah. But we all know you don't either. So <laughs> yeah. So your next one, this next one is good. Go ahead. Cause I have something to add to this. Okay. So assuming we're talking about the same one, but mm -hmm. uh, there's an awesome, awesome, awesome YouTube series called can it be done by Will Candillon? I'm not sure how to say his name, but he's been doing this for a while. This is season four and he just like, builds really cool stuff with react native like he he's going to these amazing it, it blows my mind the stuff he's able to do so like right now as we're recording the one episode for season four he's got out is the duolingo drag and drop drag mm -hmm. and drop which basically lets you assemble and structure uh, a sentence in another language and like it's one of those things where it looks simple but like that's really complex to do and he's just done so much cool stuff in react native so i just wanted to Say, like, if you're interested in animations, like, this is your guy. We'll have a link in the show notes um, to go ahead and learn how to use reanimated animations. It's always really cool stuff. I saw you put this in the show notes, and I clicked on it, and I'm just sitting there watching. And he pulls up the app, and he shows how the actual app works. And then he's like, can, we, can it be done in React Native? And then... <laughs> I mean, you know, the answer to that is yes, or else he wouldn't be making a video, right? <laughs> so, so I mean, spoiler alert, yes, it can be. Um, but, you know, he live codes sitting there, and he builds this damn app with React Native, and it looks and acts, you know, almost identical to the one that he displays from, you know, the App Store. It's really, really neat. And he has done so many phenomenal, he is such a good developer. Mm -hmm. I mean, he knows his crap. He knows it. Yeah. You know, he's like the programmer developer guy. Yep. That just For sure. Yeah. And like, yeah. I mean, he covers the, the math of animations. Like that's always been something that just has never clicked for me is the math that goes on behind animations and kind of like taking what you see and then putting it into numbers and the, the equations to actually make that interaction. So it's, it's really cool. He's also got a really cool French accent if. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Let me jump in with one. So Absolutely. Um, I went on a quest. So I didn't really have anything that jumped out at me that we hadn't covered, you know, in mobile news when I was doing like random packages and things. So I did a, go I did a, a Google search. I don't even remember what I typed in. And I stumbled across this package called Lottie. Basically, it's a mobile library 
that parses Adobe After Effects animations exported as JSON files. And you use this plugin called Body Movin. So you can sit, if you're a designer or you know a designer, you can design some kick-ass animation in Adobe After Effects, then use this body moving thing to export that whole animation as JSON, which is basically a blob of PFM, which is pure effing magic. Because <laughs> then you add Lottie, you drop in, I want to say it's a Lottie tag. I forget exactly what the tag is. With a path to that animation JSON, and that just shows up in your app. And I, I did this this week. And of course, I had to go find a UFO one. So I had this <laughs> little UFO like beaming up this guy in a sleeping bag. And it's, it's like a cartoony kind of animation thing. And he's just sitting there spinning and slowly rotating in circles <laughs> in this beam. It's, it's kind of funny. But it was so easy to do. Um, it's put out by Airbnb. So they maintain this, this library. They have a website where you can go to search all these animations that they have and you can use them for buttons. So instead of just having, you know, a like button, that's a heart, you could have a like button. That's a heart that pumps like a real heart. If you're doing, I don't know, there's just so many different types of really cool things up there. Some of them are kind of goofy, but I mean, obviously I don't know why you would use a UFO beaming up a giant sleeping <laughs> bag, but you know, it, it was just so cool and it worked for me. So that's why I'm even more excited. I took a video of it and I, I slacked it over to Spencer. I was like, check this out. Yeah, so check it out. If you want any kind of animations, like button animations or that sort of thing, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a neat little package. I don't know how it does it. I don't know what sort of information is in that JSON file. I guess I could have looked before the show and then <laughs> I would actually know. But yeah, it's a, a big old blob of magic. Yeah, I've always heard really cool things about Lottie. I've never tried it. But I mean that that animations you sent me was so funny. I think I, I I saw that at like some really really early hour in the morning. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. It's just really funny. So that's yeah, funny. It, it's like it goes along with the animation stuff. Like when you're ready to legitimize your React Native app that's and right. add those animations, Lottie could be one of those areas where you can really start using some of the existing uh, cool animations out there. And then also like working with maybe a team you have that builds animations and not have to figure out how to do all this insane stuff in purely React Native. Yeah. Um, so the tag for those playing at home is Lottie View with a capital L and a capital V. And you do source equals and then require and the path. And then you have autoplay and loop. So if you want it to start automatically or you remove autoplay, you probably add a, a touch event to it if you want it to spin while you're touching it or something like that. And if you want it to loop or not. Um, I also just looked at the JSON file and it is magic. It is just a bunch <laughs> of numbers and trues and X and Y coordinates. And it's probably using like all that SVG stuff in there. Like SVG okay. scares me to death. I've never, oh, yeah. I mean, if it isn't already built, forget it. I'm not, I'm not building my own SVG graphics. Right. Um, actually, speaking of legitimizing or general legitimization of React Native, uh, there's a package out there called React Native Camera Kit. And basically, this is a replacement for the camera API that's, I, th I think it's still baked into React Native Core. Um, basically, I I'm not going to go into the details of everything. You can check it out React Native Camera Kit. Basically, it's a high performance, full featured camera 
that does more and kind of takes care of some performance issues that you may see using the general camera implementation. But I don't recall who this used to be maintained by. I want to say maybe it was like Airbnb or Wix, but I could be 100% wrong on this because I'm just working off memory. But now it's being maintained by Tesla Motors. Yes, that Tesla that built the cars. So if you didn't know, the Tesla app, last I know of, either is built or a large chunk of it is built with React Native. So the one that you, you know, hail your car or whatever they call that when you can get it to drive itself to you and turn it on and all of that. That's summon. all React Native. Summon, that's it. You summon your car. Summon your car out of the flooded water so you don't have to get your feet wet. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So that's that was something cool to see that, you know, Tesla's is... using React Native, maintaining an open source package. It's, it's not just Facebook uh, for those that are worried about it. There's a lot of big companies using it as well as a lot of smaller companies. Very cool. Good find. Let's see. Ooh, actually, before you cover another one, something else I want to toss in there. Um, and this, yeah. I think, was going to be on the episode that we had the little recording snafu. But yes. Hermes, the JavaScript engine that has been running on Android for a few versions now, which has been quite a few months, um, Hermes is actually coming to iOS. There's a, a pull request open on the React Native repo that will actually enable that. And that's going to be awesome. One, because gives us consistency. We've got that same JavaScript engine between iOS and Android. And then we'll also be able to improve performance, obviously, is going to be one of the goals of this. So it's cool to see that coming down the pipeline of React Native. Um, just consistency, quality, you know, everything we strive for as we try to legitimize React Native in general. That's right. And uh, do you like games, Spencer? Do you like playing mobile games at all? You know, I download them. I play them I once and then I delete yep. them and get frustrated because this, they're not what I, I not what way. I remember games being when I was younger. Yes, I think there was um, there's two games and I don't even remember the names that I've played that I saved on iPad and I would just play at night. One was this puzzle game and another one was um, it's a tank game. Okay. And it's very similar to a game I played way back on an Apple IIe computer back in school. (laughs) Long time ago, peeps. Long time ago. I'm old. And you had these little guns, and you had to pick the angle, and then you shot, and it shot the period character all the way up over the screen and all the way back down, and it took into consideration you know, wind and velocity and all this sort of stuff. And so I would play that game because it it reminded me of good old times. But is is that the one where it would like blow a crater out then and would you have to move yes. forward? Okay, yeah, yep. I played that too. Yep. yep. And so anyway, I'll have to find out the name of this and if I remember I'll toss it into the show notes, but it's it's actually kind of cool. It's cuz you have all different sorts of bombs and bullets to shoot over and there's different generals and yeah, it's kind of neat. Um but anyway, typically you would reach for Unity Corona Labs had a really good game engine. I don't. They renamed themselves, um, I think, because of the virus. <laughs> and I think they. I think generally they were they were having some troubles or something. But um, I forget what they renamed themselves to. But it, you know, you could write games with the Lua language, and you know, it was mobile specific gaming and whatever. And then uh, Titanium Accelerator Titanium had. Um, box 2d which is a a game engine and you could write 
you know, little games and stuff. So I went on a spree looking for something like that for React Native, and lo and behold, I think Microsoft names these things. There's React Native Game Engine. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even have a kick-ass name. <laughs> so if you want to build a game, this is a pretty neat little library that, you know, you can build almost whatever you want because there's like stick gamepad controls. So you can have a little, you know, um, stick icon thing on your screen. Uh, or I believe you can actually hook to maybe Bluetooth gamepads. There's a simple HUD um, heads up display that you can have on your screen. There's particle system, there's sound support, there's physics implementation hmm. powered by OIMO, O-I-M-O. And I looked this up because I had never heard of it. It is a freaking cool JavaScript physics library. Oh my gosh. The examples <laughs> they have are amazing. And it's just JavaScript. So that's cool. Then there's 3JS, which is another really cool 3D JavaScript rendering engine. And they do post-processing effects. There's sprite support with animations. I mean, this thing does it all. So I, you know, if you want to build a game with React Native, this is probably what you're going for. And kind of another neat thing with this is there is the React Native game engine, you know, package that you put in. And then there's actually React Native game engine handbook, which is another app of examples, but it's also a bunch of instruction and tutorials and things on how to do the game engine proper and, you know, how to link up physics properly and, how to deal with the particle system and add, adding the HUD and all that sort of stuff. So it's really cool. I was super impressed when I found this and yeah. it's free. That's the coolest part about everything that we're talking about today is everything we're talking about is free. You don't have to pay a thing. If you're game, a game person and you build something like this, tweet me, man. I want to know. I want to play it. I'll beta test it for you. Yeah, it's cool because like basically whenever people s ask, send me an email and ask, you know, is React Native right for me? I'm like, Generally, yes, except if you want to make a game. So yep. it looks like this has actually been around for quite some time. I completely missed this. But um, yeah, this this looks really cool because like, you know, obviously you're not going to build a, a mobile Call of Duty or something with this. But, you know, just right. those fun little arcade games that kind of hit near and dear to your heart. Or oh, man. And I am just an arcade. like quick and easy to play. And I'm an arcade nut. I love those old school games like Pac-Man, Dig Dug, Donkey Kong, you know, Galaga, Galaxian, Space Invaders, all of those are my favorite. So nice. it'd be it'd be fun. I mean, obviously I don't have time to build a game with this, but it'd be really cool to to build something. I think that'd be neat. Yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty cool. Yep. Nice. That's an awesome find. Let's see. Moving down down the list. Looking at another tutorial series, um, this is going to be one using React Native, React Navigation, and how to do a shared element transition. So this is by Ketalin Marin on YouTube. We'll have a link. As always, I apologize. I can't. I can barely say normal words, right? Let alone other people's names. <laughs> so basically, through this, he goes through. I believe it's a bunch of different examples on how to do shared element transition in different contexts. And shared element transition, if you aren't familiar, it's say, say you have an image on your list screen. Maybe it's a profile image and you want to go to a profile detail screen. Well, you're going to take that shared element transition is going to be taking that profile image, a smaller version on the list screen, and basically taking that image and transforming that to be 
a larger image on the detail screen. And that image never goes away. It's just, it's shared between the, the previous screen and the target screen. It's a complex thing. I've tried to do it a few times. I've never done it well at all. Um, but if you kind of understand React Navigation, know which packages to use, and if you have a great example like this YouTube series, it makes it a lot easier. And it's one of those things that just makes makes an app just feel really, really good. So if you ever wanted to start bringing those cool transitions in and taking your navigation to the next level, uh, this would be an awesome series to go through. It's going to use React Navigation v5, which at the time of recording is the latest version of React Navigation. So, And he's been updating it uh, last updated yesterday, so it's all, all really, really fresh stuff, and I think you'd find it really interesting. And there's nine, it looks like nine episodes right now. So does that, like, you tap on it and it grows yeah. over into the new screen itself instead of the new screen sliding in or whatever, it, the image actually stays on the screen. Right. And sort of grows into it. That's cool. Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting thing. And, like, I remember doing this and wanting to understand how it worked, but I know I never looked into it because basically you would just wrap your image with a tag and basically give it an ID, and then on your target screen, you would do the same thing, and then magic, and it would convert those two and kind of like make that transition happen. It was just it's really smooth. It was really slick, and I didn't understand how the hell it worked, but it was cool. Yeah, that looks neat. And they're about 20 minutes, between 20 and 40 minutes, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'll yeah. have to give those a watch. Yeah, I'll, I have to go through them. I've watched bits and pieces as I've had time, but it's, it's really cool. Okay. Last thing I have on my list is Gas Buddy being rebuilt in React Native. And this has kind of been an ongoing series if you're kind of in the weeds of reading React Native. And um, if you're not familiar, at least in the U.S., Gas Buddy is kind of like the primary app you go to use to basically find gas prices around you or find gas stations, all that kind of stuff. Save a few cents here and there. Save a few bucks if you've got a, a large vehicle with a 36-gallon gas tank. But I didn't realize how big this team was. It seems it's over 25 mobile developers, but they're wow. looking to rebuild this application. They've got iOS version, Android version. They've got dedicated teams for each. And they had a React Native week previously where they were, okay, let's say we want to rebuild this app in React Native. What's it going to look like? And basically they did that. They came to conclusions and then they kind of just opened it up to general discussion within the company. Yes or no. What are we going to do here? And basically, it seems they're going to, at least the team lead Max here, who, or the leader of this React Native movement within GasBuddy, saying, we're going to move forward on this, despite some hesitation within the company. And, you know, he's really going all in on this. It's interesting. One, uh, from my perspective, like being someone who's never really worked in a large company, I typically, I've always left kind of once you hit 10 or 15 people, I'm like, all right, I'm going to kind of move on, do my next thing. So I've never worked with a lot of people on a single project like this. And it's interesting hearing this process of discussion within the companies, the pros and cons being like, regardless, is going to be an expensive thing. Is it worth the expense or do we want to keep going down the route we're going? How do you train existing team members on this new stack, the different considerations? So it's really, really interesting if you want to learn the thought process there. And then kind of towards the end of this post, he talks about how they're actually going to move forward. And over the next few months, they're going to continue updating their native iOS, native Android apps, while they're also building with a, a subset of the team, 
a React Native version. So okay. they're going to have a internal team from Gas Buddy, and then friends of the show Infinite Red are actually going to be helping them in rebuilding Gas Buddy with oh, React nice. Native. So it, it's cool to see. Just I don't know. I always find development processes really interesting. How different people do things because I've always just kind of hashed things out on my own, or I've never really consulted with anyone and just did it my own way. So it's cool uh, to see their considerations, what's important to them, what's not important to them, and then how they actually go about making a decision on this really big, expensive thing for a company who everyone uses their application through a mobile device. Yeah, that's neat. So will uh, Infinite Red just be consulting on it, or are they going to be actually spinning code too? I think they're going to be writing code as well, if I'm understanding this correctly. I kind of read it when I first woke up from a nap, but I'm looking at Jamin's <laughs> name right here. And yeah, basically the way I understood it, they're going to help them get this project up and running over the first six months or few months until they, they're they to a point where they can start moving more of their team over from the native apps to this React Native rebuild. Cool. I'm going to follow this because that'll be a neat a neat uh, story to see unfold mm-hmm. as they go through and, and hit different milestones or roadblocks or whatever. As long as they keep blogging about it, that'll be pretty neat. Yeah, that'll be cool. Or if not, we will have to reach out to Gant or Jamin to see what kind of information we can get on uh, as much as they could <laughs> share, obviously. Yeah, probably. Sure there's probably privacy stuff lot. involved there. Yeah. yeah. But... It's cool. Cool to see. Cool. Well, that's all I had. Yeah, that's all I've got as well. Good episode. If any of you are using any really cool packages that you want to share, we'll definitely give them a shout out if you shout at us first. <laughs> so you can do that from Twitter at RNNerds. Shoot us an email, thenerds at reactnativenerds.com or hit the website, reactnativenerds.com, find an episode and comment or give us a rating and a review. Five stars <laughs> are great and we'll love you back. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, man. Every podcast I listen to has something like that in it. So I figured I'd, <laughs> I'd chuck that in. Yeah, it's like, you know, hit that subscribe button, smash that or smash, smash the like, like button, bug. hit subscribe yeah. and make sure to ring that bell on YouTube. <laughs> That's right. Wow. You've heard that a couple of times, huh? I've heard that so many times yet. I have never added it into a single YouTube video in the you know, oh. probably made hundreds at this point. Now that uh, you mentioned this. So during your fundamentals, are you able to tell YouTube where to put ads? Because they were perfectly placed in between your exercises. So you can't do that. But what I found is they find the natural breakpoints within the video. And I don't know if that's based on when people pause the video or just looking at like the waveform of the audio. Because basically when I switch between an example, there's no audio. Right. So like, okay, this is an, a natural break in the video to place an ad. But I've, I've always wondered that because, yeah, they're always perfectly placed. Because yours was perfect, dude. Like I'm watching this and I watch YouTube videos all the time. I watched a couple over lunch, you know, today or whatever. And it's always like such a freaking interruption. And yours were just like perfectly placed. So I, I didn't know if you were able to, you know, if you shelled out some cash so you could tell them where to put them or what. But nope, that's cool. Pure, purely the, well. the YouTube AI bots figuring that stuff out. If you haven't seen that yet, go go watch give that a watch react native fundamentals right yeah it's a it's a fun it was a fun one to make i'd like to do more of of that style yeah and smash the subscribe button ring that bell do whatever you need to do <laughs> thumbs up exactly. it leave a comment <laughs> give, <laughs> Tweet him, me. give him some me on youtube Instagram. juice oh man all right 
All right, cool. Well, thank you all so much for joining us today. Uh, it was fun just kind of talking about some of the random stuff we found on Reddit, Twitter, all over the internet. And hopefully there's something. I mean, I do that every week. I don't know. I just gave you a chance to do it this week. <laughs> See, I, I, I so often have my head in the sand that like I have to intentionally go out and find stuff. And like six things in one week that that's or six things in one month. That's more than my brain can typically handle. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> cool all right well take it easy man yep you too we'll talk to you all later see you guys bye-bye thank you for listening you can get show notes and leave comments at reactnativenerds.com